Welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Dan Hathaway, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading grill masters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation. I am Dave Caius along with producer T-Bone. How are you doing, T-Bone? Hey, I'm just shaking my head. Why? Well, I was doing a little research on barbecue industry and I found a site that I thought was going to be rather promising with some new 2020 data. Okay. And they had some results of a survey. Do you know what the most often barbecued item is? Barbecued. Now, you mean grill or smoking? Uh, I may have been both combination. I might just say hamburger. Dan? I'm, I'm with Dave on this one. Hamburger. Huh? Yes. Wow. Yes. Well, so smart. No, no. I, you, <laughs> See, you know, when you I, answer I, my I, surveys, <laughs> you guys don't get it right. But when I answer yours, I, too much I guess you're right because the actual answer was meat. Oh, come on. <laughs> I swear to you. It's like a bad riddle. <laughs> the number one reason for barbecuing? Drinking. Eating. Good weather. Oh, my gosh. And really? that's when I gave up on finding so, any useful data that was new and fresh for the barbecue industry. So this just goes to show you that 2020 is, in fact, a dumpster fire. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> it just gets worse. And that other voice you're hearing, of course, is our in-house barbecue expert and my co-host, Dan Doc Hathaway. Dan, how are you doing? I'm great now that I caught up on all my sleep from the weekend. I uh, I was up all night Friday night cooking a bunch of pork, and uh, it was uh, quite an experience. Well, we were texting. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> define, define a bunch. Yes. Okay, yes. so a bunch. Uh, more than two. Uh, less less than 25. Well, we were communicating last weekend and right. you were telling me, okay, first of all, how much did you cook? So I ended up cooking uh, 23 pork butts. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I put them on at night, did the low and slow thing all night, did it the right way, the right way. Right. Um, stayed up all night with the cooker, had me a couple cold pops, <laughs> watched a lot of, lot of news in the middle of the night out in the barn, but uh, had a good time. The dogs hung out with me the whole time. So uh, it was a pretty good little Saturday morning. Now, I'm no young guy, right? so I remember being able to stay up all night, drink, whatever, <laughs> all that kind of it. stuff. <laughs> I know. Well, now there's just no way. But how do you sit there and, and stay awake and drink a few beers and not just, you know, just kind of casually fall asleep? Well... With my years of competition barbecue experience, Dave. <laughs> no, I, I've been doing it for so long with the, uh, you know, with the offset cooker. It's just, it's no big deal. You put your phone on your chest, you set an alarm for 45 minutes, you wake up, you look, roll over, look at the thing, you go back to sleep. <laughs> spray your legs with, with, uh, with bug spray and you're good to go. So you do intervenient, um, intravenous, <laughs> interval, <laughs> interval naps. Is that the yeah, right word? Yeah, pretty much. And, and then gets a t-shirt that says pit master. Yeah. And then <laughs> and about 4am you start pounding coffee. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do a little humble brag on you. This was for a good cause. Yeah, this is for a, uh, one of our good friends, uh, she was diagnosed with breast cancer and they did a, a big fundraiser for her, uh, her and her family who are awesome friends of ours. And, and, uh, 
we were more than happy to do it. And sure. We, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. It was good to see. Uh, it's finally good to see some people. Um, you know, luckily we everybody stayed, you know, covered up and did the right thing, but uh, we raised a lot of money and uh, it was well worth the not sleeping. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. And now with, with 30 port butts, how, how do you, how many smokers do you have? Well, I just have my, I just had the one big smoker going, my big offset cooker. And then, and then that'll accommodate an, a lot of, a lot of pork butts. You know, we've joked about that when you go to buy another one and your wife says, well, you know, uh, how are you going to sell? How are you going to get rid of the old one? And the guys just laugh and go, what do you mean get rid of it? Right. Yeah. So is that, that's your situation, <laughs> that's right? That's my situation. Yeah. I've got a, a literal barbecue smoker boneyard in my <laughs> In my shop. <laughs> yeah, but you you live out in the country, so you can get away with that. I can do whatever I want to. Yeah. <laughs> I do that, and the Homes Association is going to be calling me up. Well, good for you and good for the cause. That's a great cause. I've got a lot of friends of mine who are breast cancer uh, survivors. And, of course, October, very important month for that. Yep. So, nice job, Dan. We're going to give you a – give Dan a pat on the back, everybody. <laughs> And that's about all he's going to get around here. But coming up, we've got Matt Pittman. He is the king of the tailgate, which I love here. And football season in some form is around the corner. He's also a Traeger Grills ambassador. Uh, he's got a great, great website. Please check it out before we start talking to Matt. And it's meatchurch.com. That's M-E-A-T church.com. He's also been on Barbecue Pitmasters. You know Matt, of course, Dan. Oh yeah, I've, I've known Matt for a while. We've never got to uh, hang out very much at contests, but I do a lot of business with him at the store. So very nice. Yeah. And of course, this month we've been talking about grills and smokers. We just talked about some smokers once again, but we're going to talk about that later in the show too. But right now, it is time for Ask Doctor Dan, our barbecue fix a man, sponsored by our August barbecue sauce of the month, Joe's Kansas City Original Barbecue Sauce, a perfect sauce for all your barbecue needs. You know, Dan, well, it was about. A month ago, you brought in some some uh, burnt ends burnt with ends, the yeah. sauce, yep. and I'm like one of those people. I just drizzle a little barbecue sauce on my meats if it's well prepared. Not that the meat wasn't well prepared; it was, but that sauce was so good. I was like dunking it in the Joe's Kansas City barbecue sauce. It was delicious, and of course, you can purchase it at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. All right, T Bone, what do we got for our question this week? Okay, Dr. Dan, Drew Hill writes in and says, Dan, my question pertains to smoking ribs on a Traeger. I've been utilizing the 321 method, so you're going to have to explain that. I will. The meat tastes good. However, I can't ever get them to be fall off the bone tender. Mm. What am I doing wrong? Good question. That is a good question because the three, two, one method is, is always been pretty popular among people when they first start out cooking. And that's one of the recipes that you'll find on, on a lot of websites of how to prepare ribs on a, on a Weber Smoky Mountain. Well, in a Weber Smoky Mountain, it's a little bit different environment than a Traeger where the Weber Smoky Mountain, you have a ton of air movement. You're cooking with, with live fire and it can get a little, you know, it's a, a little bit hotter. Now with the Traeger, the three, two, and one method doesn't really work unless you want to cook hotter. And so the lower that you cook on a Traeger, it's, you're cooking more off a of radiant heat because of the way that the Traegers are set up. They have a drip tray in the bottom of them. You don't have a lot of exposure to open flame or a ton of air movement. So what you want to do if you want to utilize that three, two, one method is eliminate the last one and just do the three, two method and crank your heat up to about 250. Hmm. What that'll do is it'll allow your rub to set up. It'll allow you to get the color and the texture that you want. But then that last two hours is when you wrap the rib. So you go three hours on the cooker 
outside, letting the rub set up. You wrap it for the last two hours. And in that last two hours, you want to put just a little bit of moisture in the foil. That way it creates a, a little bit of a steam jacket to where you, uh, you're able to achieve that tenderness that you're looking for. And what I, then the way I always check them at about the hour and 45 minute mark, when you, um, have them wrapped, go to the thickest end of the rib and just pinch it with your thumb. And if it feels like a pretty saturated, like a pretty wet sponge, like a good thick one, then you know that your ribs are well on their way. And that's when you can start checking them with your thermometer, (laughs) which is very important. And once they reach about 203 to 205, they're done. They'll fall off the bone and everybody will be happy. So give her a shot, Drew. I know it'll work, man. Okay. Is fall off the bone a myth? Is that really what you want? That's what I want. I've had... I had to uh, get them off the bone. Well, you know, it really depends on where you're at. Uh, you know, for me, if I'm cooking at the house, I want them just, a, just so close to fall off the bone. You know, you don't want to pick up the, the rib and have them just slide off the bone. That's just overdone. That, right, that's yeah. not even fall off the bone. That's just overdone. Now, what you want is you want to be able to take a bite out of them. The meat stay on the bone, but they, it pulls away from the bone clean. clean and right. you see the white of the bone in there. And that's how you know it's a perfectly done rib. If it, if it slides off or the bones are floating in the juice when you go to open up the foil, that's how you know they're overcooked. And those are, that's far beyond fall off the bone. Great question, Drew. And we're going to send you a bottle of Joe's Kansas City Original Barbecue Sauce, a perfect sauce for all your barbecue needs. You can get that at the KansasCityBBQStore.com. Now, coming up next segment, we've got a great guest that Dan has lined up, Matt Pittman, Traeger Grill Ambassador, and you can find him at MeatChurch.com. That's MeatChurch.com. That's coming up next on Barbecue Radio Nation. Ah, you can talk about the pit barbecue. The band was jumping. People too high, mess around. They're doing the mess around. They're doing the mess around. Everybody doing the mess around. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Learn how to prepare and to take quick action if someone gets sick. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. For more information, visit cdc.gov. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa.gov. This is a man's world. This is a man's world. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't be nothing, nothing without a woman. And welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. Dave Kais along with Dan Hathaway. We've got with us today Matt Pittman. He has uh, been on Barbecue Pitmasters. You may have seen him there. He's also a Traeger Grill Ambassador. Dan, you know Matt. Yeah, we uh, we sell a ton of Matt's products at the store. There's meat church rubs and, and uh, 
and injections and they're man they're just going gangbusters right now he's got a great website you need to check it out it's meatchurch.com that's m-e-a-t church.com meatchurch.com all kinds of great stuff on there matt Pittman, how you doing buddy i'm doing good thanks for having me well thanks for being on first of all what town are you in in texas right now Waxahachie. Waxahachie. Okay, you know, this is an English-speaking show, just so you know. <laughs> it's Indian for really good barbecue. <laughs> yes! <laughs> that is the best answer that I've heard so far. That's awesome. Uh, I've yeah. been down to Texas a lot. There's a lot of towns down there. You go, what? You know, can I just say Dallas? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nothing's yeah, as bad as Oklahoma, but... Yeah, yeah, Oklahoma's got them, and the Dakotas. I love being up there. Well, well, Matt, um, you know, you've got a great website, meetchurch.com, and one of the things you've been titled is the king of tailgate and we've got football season around the corner hopefully um and and like for instance we're broadcasting from kansas city you're in texas we love to talk about different regions of barbecue but let's talk about tailgating and especially for somebody let's start out with maybe somebody starting out it's going to be their first tailgate what do you suggest to get started well, I mean, for it not to be too cheesy, but I tell everybody big time on preparation. So, uh, I mean, if, if we've got like a noon kickoff, we're trying to get there four to five hours before the game. So I don't want to be up at four in the morning getting everything ready. So, you know, we write a big list, get it all prepped, get the Yetis packed on Friday so that we don't have to mess with it on Saturday. And then honestly, I mean, we, we like to do some big meets like you're in Texas going to a Cowboys game. You're going to take brisket. Um, so we normally kind of roll that overnight, but then, we often tell people go buy a ton of wings because you can season mm. wings all the same way and you can cook them till they're done. And then you can finish them in a way that pleases a ton of different flavor profiles. So, I mean, super easy to go buy frozen wings at Costco season them. Like we use our Holy gospel or our Holy voodoo um, as a base. And then when they come off, we toss them in different sauces, everything from hot to, you know, garlic and herb to Buffalo sauce or whatever. So when people come to eat, you've got, you know, three, four different flavors of wings and you suddenly have a bunch of different options, but it was like super easy to cook, no matter what sort of grill, you know, you lugged out to the stadium or, or what you were trying to do. So we like to have a big meat to kind of feed the masses and then little stuff uh, to move around that anybody could like. And eat. Well, Matt, when I was doing some research about you and you were talking about tailgating, you talked about what you just said, prep the day before, and then you mentioned the wings. You mentioned about you want to have stuff at a tailgate that you can hold in your hand. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, handle food. That's why I like wings. Um, you know, not to like try to make things too easy, but you, I find you're standing around, you're drinking a beer, you're talking to your buddies. Like, yeah, I don't want to grab a plate and fill it full of stuff and have to find a place to eat and have beans running all over my food and all that <laughs> crap. I mean, I just want a snack. So, you know, you're going to eat chips and dip and that sort of stuff, but why not just have food that you can reach down and grab and eat? I mean, ribs would work as well, but the problem with that for me unless you can get them fully cooked when you're out there, that's a four to five hour cook type item. And that's kind of difficult to get done considering how long we're going to be out there unless you kind of par cook them. So I'm always looking for something that just makes my life easy. Uh, you know, when I get out there and, and, you know, we have something that everybody will eat. That is exactly why this guy sells out cooking classes because he knows what he's talking about. This is awesome. Well, you're talking about you're talking about a beer in one hand and a wing in the other. Oh man, yeah, yeah. 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 Or you might just have two beers if you're me. But, you know, <laughs> have I one mean, of those cowboys. Cowboys, so we're always disappointed. So you got to like drink heavily. <laughs> <laughs> Have one of those hats that has the two beers on each side and the straw going into your mouth. Why not? Yeah, that's right. That's for you up to eat. I also noticed you talked about hamburgers being, what were they, half pound hamburgers? 
Yeah, I mean, that's another one that's obviously very easy. You can, you know, anybody can get ground meat and take it out there. And and so you mentioned, you know, we're we're Traeger folks. And so that's super easy. I mean, I can have wings on there and hamburgers, um, you know, not a ton of effort. I mean, you're basically just sitting there smoking them and it's like way easy. So I mean, we've done all sorts of complicated stuff and try to impress people like, you know, opening game, we'll do a prime rib or something ridiculous. But you know, normally we're just trying to go with, like I said, easy stuff that everybody can eat. So hamburgers are one of those. Okay, Matt. So we all know that the COVID thing's going on and tailgating is going to change a little bit for everybody this year. And I'm, I'm really anticipating it with my business, you know, being that we're going to sell a lot of wood and charcoal and pellets and all that good stuff. But what are you seeing when it comes to tailgating during a, during a global pandemic? How, how are you going to handle it down there in Texas? Man, that's a, that's a good question. I'll give you, you know, a couple angles. Um, you know, like last week we got an email from the Cowboys that said no season tickets this year. Uh, and you can opt in for the ability to buy single game tickets. We're here in this 25% capacity. So who knows how that, you know, how that's going to go. Uh, and then the other thing I'm hearing is, is some of the partners I work with, like Academy Sports and Outdoors, they're pushing what they're calling home gating, having a bunch of watch parties and stuff like that. So, you know, even if the teams play, obviously the attendance is going to be cranked way down. If I go, I'm still going to want to tailgate, but I just don't think it's going to be the same. I mean, I'm we've got our fantasy draft this weekend and I'm honestly, I'm like, I don't want to say I don't wish the season doesn't happen, but you know, think about it. Like we've got 14 seats in a row amongst our group of friends and there's no way we're obviously not all going to be there together. And on, that's what it's about for us. We go to hang out with each other and have a good time out there. And now that's out the window. And, I, and we're already like, what's going to happen? Is it going to be like us and like one or two sets of friends? Um, and our tailgates kind of word of mouth, you know, we've been doing it for like 20 years. And so like, you know, somebody will come up and be like, Oh, I'm friends with Jason. And he told me we could come. And I think it's just going to be crushed. So <laughs> Um, you know, when we do, when we do go, I think we're going to, we're going to try to blow it out, but I feel like that's going to be like one game or something like that, because I just don't see how in this climate we're going to align, you know, and there's teams that aren't going to have anybody Packers don't have anybody for a month. Raiders aren't going to have anybody at all. Uh, so I don't know. Um, so I, I kind of lean towards the home gating thing, not trying to be lame, but you know, obviously you can plan a big watch party at the house and the good news is you got all your cookers at home and you can probably do whatever the heck you want. So that may, I mean, we're going to, we're playing it by year, but, um, I think that's the route we're going to focus on, but we'll see. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the route that I decided I was going to take with the, uh, with the store and, and doing some marketing, you know, as far as getting everybody cooking at home. Cause we, you know, no matter what, we still want everybody cooking barbecue and whether it's in a parking lot or whether it's in their backyard, that's yeah. the most important thing. So. Yep. Yep. So I don't think barbecue's slowing. In fact, if anything, it's picked up during COVID. You I know? think it has. I, I really do. I, 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 I've seen so many new customers at the store and it's been such a blessing to see new faces in the store all the time. And, it, and it, it's just been great for us. Matt, I have grilled more steaks in the last <laughs> six months than I ever have in my life, which that part's not a complaint. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Hey, the guys like Dan and I aren't mad about it. So <laughs> yeah. it sucks, but we're working through it. Right. And you do have, I want to mention again, we're going to bring this up and, and Matt, I hope you can hang around for another segment, but you've got just such an outstanding website, which is meatchurch.com. I love the name. M E A meatchurch.com uh you got you got the, the the rubs and you just got all kinds of stuff on that website yeah i mean we so first off we've i've always tried to say we're not trying to be anybody else um my whole business was an accident you know we got picked to be on pitmasters and i looked into i was buying honey powder at a place and the guy said you know i can i can blend your rub for you and my brother and i talking i'd be cool put it in a bottle and take it on there 
hence the accidental birth of me church. But, um, I've always just, I just teach barbecue. I tell basically on social media, I show you what I did. Like, Hey, I made a steak and here's how I did it. I don't really, rarely do I say, come by this thing. I just say, this is what I'm doing. And I think it's kind of contagious and people appreciate it. And then hopefully naturally they, you know, come and buy something. But one of the things that I have tried to do forever is I try to be a lifestyle brand of sorts where we've got a lot of different swag. And admittedly, it's a little out of control. I mean, right now we're running 14 or 15 shirts and like 20 something hats. <laughs> and we'll be right back with Matt Pittman right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Well, I walk into the room, passing out hundred dollar bills and it kills and it thrills like the horns on my Silverado grill. Be sure to check out the huge selection of barbecue accessories, skewers, racks, thermometers, books, DVDs, and so much more at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. They are shipping out nationwide for all of your grilling needs. Down, and that, kiddos, is called the forklift. <laughs> Dance like a dad. It's a great way to make a moment with your kids. Now that's dancing. Shore Beats Flossing. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I am Dave Kais, along with engineer Kyle, producer T-Bone, and co-host, barbecue guru Dan Hathaway. And we're talking with Matt Pittman. He's a um, been on Barbecue Pitmasters. Also, he's the king of tailgate. And you can check out his website, which is meatchurch.com. That's M-E-A-T, church.com. Uh, Matt, that last segment, we kind of ran out of time. You're talking about some of your shirts and stuff that you have on your website. Go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, I was just saying that, you know, we've tried to be a little different than everybody else and kind of be a little bit of a lifestyle brand. So, you know, we've got some merch. It doesn't even say me, church. It's just, it's just barbecue gear. But we certainly want people out repping our brand. So it's been a big focus to try to make cool stuff that people would want to wear. And that's a big kind of passion point of my own. And I'm the one that kind of does all that. So that's that's a fun, creative outlet for me. Nice. Yeah. That, that So, Matt, if so. Hold on a second. So it's been kind of, it's been a lot of fun watching your brand grow from the time that we first started ordering from you. It was a couple cases here and there. Now I think the last order I got was a pallet. You guys are just absolutely (laughs) killing it, especially with the new rubs, you know, the the holy voodoo and, uh, you know, obviously the honey hog is probably, I would imagine it's one of your best sellers, but, uh, it's been a lot of fun to see what you're doing with your brand and, and, and how you guys market it is just, is great. But the one thing that I really wanted to get into was your uh, partnership with Traeger because, you know, lately in the store, we've been selling Traeger so fast. I can't hardly build them fast <laughs> enough. And yeah. I, a lot of, a lot of it, it's due in part to what you, what you guys as ambassadors are doing online with the classes and, and Traeger, you know, you know, just as well as I do Traeger probably in barbecue has the best marketing department of, of anyone. And, yeah. and they do everything at such a top level, you know, top notch level thing that, that why wouldn't you want to have a trigger, you know? Yeah. Every, I tell people everything they do, whether it from the grill to an event, to a recipe, like it's like to say it's first class is an understatement and Absolutely. everything they do is that way. And there's no one doing what they're doing like that. It's not, it's crazy. Yeah, it really is. And, and their, their offices out in Salt Lake are beautiful. We get to go out there when they were doing the, the Timberline launch a couple of years back. And it was just like, 
it's like if Google and a and a grill company merged. Everybody's having fun. <laughs> yeah. They've got their own kitchen. They've got a patio where they're cooking. You know, they've got grills going all the time. They're playing washers and and drinking beers at lunchtime. And and man, it's just it's an awesome place. And I kind of wish I lived closer to Salt Lake City just for that. <laughs> The culture is unreal. I mean, when, when I was building a new corporate office prior to, you know, uh, my, my corporate job, uh, you know, it was like, dude, like I could take cues from these guys and it's, it feels very, uh, Silicon Valley. Like you said, absolutely. Everybody it's, it's totally rad, but you know, I, I used to be with big green egg for years and, and love, love my eggs, love the egg heads. And at some point, you know, Trigger had been flirting with me and my wife looked at me and she said, Matt, you cook on that thing four nights a week mm-hmm. and you are like one of Big Green Egg's two spokespersons. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I mean, so I've got every grill and smoker known to man, but a lot of people, there's more beginners than anybody and anybody can do this. A lot of people don't care about running a fire. And if you want to do that, that's great. If you, you know, but some people just think I want really good food and I don't want to have to put all the effort into it. Well, Trigger's the way to go. So, you know, I, t- I don't tell people how to cook. I don't care what you cook on. But I can tell you one thing, if you have a Traeger, you'll cook outside a lot more because you can hit the button, you know, turn it on and go live your life. I mean, hell, I can go watch my kids play soccer and control my grill and monitor my meat from, you know, 30 minutes away if I want. So, you know, they make it easy for sure. Yeah, they really do. And, you know, and just getting getting the traditional barbecue guys over the stigma of cooking on pellets. It's, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where you kind of walk a fine line. We're like, yeah, you're you're still barbecuing but you're not, you're not, you don't, there's no fire maintenance. And so, you know, once, once people realize that you can achieve the, a great finished product with the smoke flavor, with the bark you're looking for and not have a lot of fire maintenance, man, that's a huge, that's a game changer for everybody. Totally. And, and what people don't realize is like the people that are the best in the world on the competition side, they all have triggers. I cook on a trigger three nights a week. It's Mm. crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's like Fred Robles, you know, he just posted how, how he, you know, did one of his turn-ins this week and he's current, you know, reigning, um, uh, champion out of Kansas city. So it's like, you know, he won the Royals anyway. It's like the best of the best do it. So, you know, you can't argue it. No, you, if can't. you don't want to do it that way. Like I say, like, it's, that's cool. If you want to go run a fire, but you don't always have time to do that. People are busy. So, you know, it's just a really good option if you don't have as much time. You know what I use my Traeger most for is, is honestly grilling applications like hamburgers and that sort of thing. But then I also use it to test new rub combinations. Because, because you're not, you, it's a different kind of smoke and you can really taste the rub come through, you know, when you get the finished product off the cooker. Totally. Like I I do the same thing. We put a bunch of chicken on a Traeger at a certain temperature with like a light smoke pellet and we just let it roll and you don't have to mess with anything. You're like, okay, well now I can know what this rub is supposed to taste like. Now, Matt, we're running out of time, but before we go, we're broadcasting from Kansas City. You're in Texas. Tell us about Texas barbecue because, well, we love barbecue wherever it's from, but tell us a little bit about Texas barbecue. Well, I, I, you know, I was born in Tennessee, grew up in the deep south on sweet pork. And uh, so I like barbecue of all types. Like I love Kansas City burn-ins, love the sauces in Carolinas, but I truly think Texas barbecue is the best barbecue. <laughs> um, it's all about beef. I mean, like on, like if you just said, okay, I had to pick. So beef is king. You know, there's really no sauce on our barbecue. Um, it's definitely what made me want it. When I moved down here, you know, I took a bite of a beef rib and my head snapped back, and I was like, whoa, like what was that? Because salt, pepper, beef with that fat on top, like that's not what I was used to. Um, but man, it's, it's on fire down here. And it's, if you want to open a barbecue joint, I say you got to have like brass balls because it's a religion down here, you know, for sure. <laughs> well, so, it's, it's the same way up here. You know, yeah. you, you just can't open it up there and throw some barbecue and hope people like it. It's gotta be good or it's not going to yeah. last. 
That's right. Now, Matt, before we let you go, uh, important barbecue question. How many kids do you have? <laughs> Four. And how old are they? Uh, eight, nine, 22 and 26, 22 and 26 work for me, church, eight, and nine, just suck the life out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big gap there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My wife and I got started again, but Hey, it's good. the eight year old, the eight year old carries honey hog in my truck and he sits straight out of the bottle. So it's blood. <laughs> well, we got to let you go. We've been talking with Matt Pittman down in Texas. He's been on barbecue Pitmasters. He's a Traeger grill ambassador and you got to check out his website. It's meat church. He is the king of tailgate. Matt Pittman, thanks so much for being on our show. Thanks, guys. It was fun. Thank you. We'll be right back right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. In the shuffling madness of the locomotive breath the all-time loser long to his death Barbecue Radio Nation is heard on radio stations from California to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionation.com. Hey, careful, man. There's a beverage here, huh? Check out Barbecue Radio Nation on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Dan need the attention. Barbecue Radio Nation is heard on radio stations from California to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionation.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I am Dave Caius, along with co-host Dan Hathaway. I want to do an affiliate shout-out to 101.9 The Fan out of Independence, Kansas. I want to do a little shout-out to Mark Mojo Wilson and the crew down there. Thank you for listening to us down in Independence, Kansas at 101.9 The Fan. Now, Dan, we were talking about smokers this month. We, you know, we're kind of a lot of grills, smokers going on sale in September. That's just around the corner. So let's talk about somebody, let's say that they're limited on space so they would like a smoker they'd like a grill you you have what's called a dual use cooker well you know it's not there's a lot of cookers that you can consider dual use okay and and really when i say dual use it's you can achieve a a lower temperature for slow cooking you know doing in the traditional barbecue or you can crank them up and you can you can sear steaks or or do you know do typical grilling applications like grilling hamburgers Mm -hmm. grilling chicken you know that sort of thing and you know, the dual, a dual, a true dual use cooker really comes in handy. Like you said, if you don't have a lot of space, right. if, you know, if you don't want to spend a whole lot of money and buy three or four different cookers <laughs> to do different things, you don't have to, because there's so many good cookers out on the market. And, uh, you know, the, the different styles of cookers are, are really endless when it comes to being able to achieve a true dual use status. Okay, so we've talked about it, and, and to be honest with you, I you're gonna have to explain this to me, okay. like, and I'm the idiot that I am. But <laughs> insulated and non-insulated, what is that all about? So, 
lately, you know, the last five, 10 years, insulated cookers have been extreme, become extremely popular. Um, not just with, uh, you know, competition barbecue guys or like true low and slow guys, but also with, uh, grilling, you know, grilling applications. Cause when you can achieve a, a good, if when you can maintain a good temperature in an insulated vessel, you're just going to, your food's going to cook a lot better. You're going to get a lot of radiant heat. You're not going to use a lot of, you're not going to use a lot of charcoal, you, you know, it becomes extremely efficient. And a lot of times it creates such a, a, a good airflow in it that you can get really high temperatures, like in a ceramic cooker, like a big green egg or a Primo, you can get those things up to seven, 800 degrees and do those two minute, you know, Neapolitan pizzas on it. I was going to say that's, that's perfect for pizza. Exactly. Right. right. And, and if you watch any of Matt Frampton's videos uh, with the urban slicer videos, he does a lot of those really high temperature cooks and, and you can do that in a backyard cooker. No problem. I guess if it, I'm just throwing this out here now. You have some friends over and you put a pizza in, take it out, put it in. I mean, you're, you're just feeding it's, a lot of people. It's so much fun. Uh, I do that with the girls at the house. We'll, we'll make a bunch of different doughs and we'll go to the store and, and everybody gets to pick out all the toppings and everybody gets their own individual oh, pizza nice. and you can knock it out in an hour and you just sit outside and you're, you're throwing pizzas in there, pulling them out. And I do that on a Weber kettle with a pizza stone in it. I mean, wow. it, the Weber kettle, you know, it's, it's a dual use cooker. You can smoke on them. They're not insulated. So they're a little bit inefficient, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's doable. Once you learn your cooker, you can pretty much do anything on it. So we've been talking a lot about smokers this month, getting people ready for the sales coming up. So with the smoker, how important is the airflow? You know, with a wooden charcoal smoker it is the most important part of it. You know, a lot of times you'll see guys that'll, they'll, you know, they're pretty handy. They'll actually build cookers at the house. You know, they'll put the firebox on. It's a little too small. Maybe the stacks doesn't have the, doesn't have the height or the diameter that you need to really create what, you know, you could, I guess you could consider it like a siphon where it's sucking air mm-hmm. through the, through the firebox. And, and, and that's where you really get good temperature control. If you're, if you're restricting air, it's not breathing right. And you're going to end up with either a dead fire or you're going to end up with a fire that just burns dirty and, <laughs> and you get some pretty bad flavors. Right. That. You want something that burns extremely clean to where you you have total control of the amount of smoke you put in it by the amount of wood you put in it, not by the amount of air that's restricting your fire. Now you were talking in the beginning of the show about, uh, for the nice charity, doing some great work where you did, how many, how many port, I always have saying trouble having to say pork butts. Yeah. <laughs> I so was, it, it ended up being 23. 23, 23 of them. Yeah. Yeah. So how long does that take overall? So I put them on at 10 o'clock at night. Uh, I had the cooker set at 225 degrees. I let it warm up for a couple hours just to make sure everything was good. It was a pretty humid out. Uh, so they went from 10 o'clock at night. Uh, I ended up pulling the last one off around noon the okay. next day. Wow. And then uh, held them for, you know, two and a half hours. So then, you, you were talking about how you would like set a timer for like 45 minutes and go check on them. So when you go check on them, is looking at the vent and how much air is getting in there, is that one of the first things you check? Well, no. What I really check is just, I just glance at the, at the gauge on the outside of the okay. cooker because the, the gauge is going to tell you a lot. It, if, it's, if it's pretty well where it's been sitting at and it's kind of settled in like at the 225 mark, then it's fine. If you see some spikes or some, some dips in temperature, that's when you start to run into problems. And, you know, you can, you can evaluate it by, you know, lifting the firebox, seeing how much ash is built up in the bottom of the cooker. Cause that's the number one thing that people don't do is clean out the ash from underneath their, their fire grate. And that'll kill a fire in a second. Um, you know, there's just, there's little things you, you, you eventually learn all this after you've, you've cooked on a cooker for a while. And you know, this, 
my my 30 inch double door is like a it's 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 a piece of cake to run once you get the hang of it. So this weekend when you were doing the twenty three butts, twenty three yeah, twenty three butts yeah. uh, <laughs> sounds like a new band, an alternative <laughs> rock band, the twenty three butts. But when when you were doing that, were you what kind of wood were you using? So I I used a combination of oak, hickory, and pecan. Oh um, really? Yeah yeah. I just I wanted I wanted to get some good smoke to it because it was going to be held for you know a couple hours before it actually got served. And I wanted some good heavy smoke to it just so it would, it would be more appealing for the, for the people that I was, you know, and that's kind of the style that I like. I like the, a true old style, you know, heavy, not heavy, but enough smoke that you know that it was cooked over live fire. Do you think most people cook with just one type of wood? You know, I think a lot of times when they, when people initially get started, they don't know the different flavors and, and the different profiles that those, those woods actually put out. And i I see it quite a bit where people are like, well, you can mix a fruit wood with a hardwood and absolutely you can, you, you know, you, that's how you, that's how I flavor my, my meat. You know, I, I, I pick out, you know, I have got a chunk of, of hickory, a chunk of pecan, a chunk of cherry, and, and even sometimes little pieces of mesquite because that mesquite just gives it just a little bit of a bite that you know that you're eating good barbecue. And I assume, because you've been doing this for a long time, you, yeah. you've just kind of experimented with it to yeah. find out which works better and which times. Right, yeah. And like for competition, I use a lot of hickory and a lot of cherry. Um, I use a, and, and a lot of red oak. The red oak is really my base, my base flavor. And then I'll, I'll, I'll spice it with hickory or I'll spice it with a little bit of cherry to give it a little bit of color, a little bit of internal color. And that, that good, you know, rich cherry flavor that people, you know, if you're looking for it, you can find it. But if you, if you just take a bite out of a rib that's cooked over cherry wood, there's something in there that, that's just really appealing. Now, why do you do that for competition and not regular? Because I plan ahead for, for competition. <laughs> <laughs> for regular, I just got a wood pile behind the barn. I go back there and just split wood. <laughs> you kids are going to like it whether you like it or not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but having that one hickory is a little, you think, a little better for competition. You know, I anymore, people are getting more and more used to a little bit of, you know, a little bit more smoke in their barbecue. And it's not dirty smoke. It's clean yeah, smoke, sure. you know, and, and anytime you, okay. Drive by a barbecue restaurant on the way home and tell me what you smell. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's that's what you're. That's the yeah. smell you're looking for coming out of your cooker. Well, listen, everybody. If you if you missed part of our interview earlier, if you want to catch any of our shows, you can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, Overcast, just to name a few of those places, and just type in BBQ Radio Nation. You can listen to our shows and like us on Facebook at Barbecue Radio Nation. I've been to New Orleans. This is Big Mo Kason. You listen to Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm going to tell you what, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. The things that I used to do. Do. 
and welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. Dave Kias along with Dan Hathaway. I want to thank once again Matt Pittman, who was on the show earlier. He's a Traeger Grill ambassador. He's got a great website. Oh my gosh, the products on there, Dan. They're awesome. They're they are awesome. They're Check awesome. it out at meatchurch.com. I love that name. Meatchurch.com. M-E-A-T church.com. Uh the the rib or not the ribs, the the rubs, he just they look so good. Yeah, he, he you know, his Whoever's doing his blending is doing a great job. And and not only that, Matt's doing a great job picking out the right combinations of spices and sweet and heat and a little bit. His holy voodoo, it has just the like the, the slightest hint of uh, jalapeno powder in it. Nice. And, and it, it mixes great with the the pepper and the and the sugar in it. And and like he was saying about wings. The wings with holy voodoo on it are just absolutely insanely good. <laughs> of course, we've been talking to all about smokers this month and grills. And if you want to check out any of our other shows, just go uh, check them out at Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Overcast and all those places. Uh, just to name a few, just type in BBQ Radio Nation to hear these interviews because Dan lines up the, the just the best guests. And of course, we had our... Uh, Ask Dr. Dan segment, and we gave the, what was his name? Drew, right? Yeah, Drew. Drew got a bottle of Joe's Kansas City Original Barbecue Sauce, a perfect sauce for all your barbecue needs, and you can purchase it at the KansasCityBBQStore.com. That's the KansasCityBBQStore.com. If you have a question for Dr. Dan, you can do it on Facebook at BBQ Radio Nation, or you can just email him direct to DrDan at BBQRadioNation.com. That's DrDan at BBQ. BBQ Radio Nation, and you might be walking away with a bottle of Joe's Kansas City Original Barbecue Sauce yourself. Now, coming up next week, who do you got lined up for us, Dan? So next week we've got uh, his name is Max Good. He is a uh, he does product reviews for a awesome website called AmazingRibs.com. And if you haven't been to AmazingRibs.com, definitely check it out. It's a there's so much information on there. It, it'll make your head spin. Amazing Ribs. <laughs> that's the name. AmazingRibs.com. Yeah, and Max. He's got a great barbecue sauce, but not only that, he probably does the best reviews of, of barbecue equipment that you'll ever find. So be sure to tune in for that. Of course, it's going to be Labor Day weekend next weekend, and we're going to sum up talking about grills and smokers because there's a lot of them are going to start going on sale in September. So be sure to check that out. And again, listen to all of our old shows at Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Overcast and like us on Facebook at BBQ Radio Nation. We want you to become a part of the Barbecue Radio Nation for Engineer Kyle, Producer T-Bone, my partner in crime, Dan Hathaway. I'm Dave Caius for Barbecue Radio Nation. Thanks so much and happy barbecuing.